of Ubulu. Shalom, shalom, holy friends. Thanks for joining us here at Uri Litzedek. We're so excited to be with you and we're excited to be here today with Rabbi Jesse Dressen, who works as the Senior Director of Jewish Education at Repair the World. Reb Jesse grew up outside of Washington, D.C., where she thought all young Jews learned to lobby on Capitol Hill with their youth group. Jesse is ordained as a rabbi and has her master's in Jewish education from the Hebrew Union College, Jewish Institute of Religion in L.A., she lives in Baltimore with her husband, Mark, and their 14-year-old pup, Kofi. Uh, Reb Jesse, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Burkhati is such a blessing. So we want to make sure all of our friends um, here at Early Aesthetic know about the great work of Repair the World. So I'm going to share just a, a few words about some of that. Obviously, you're going you're to build off of it. The Repair the World, friends, mobilizes Jews and their communities to take action to pursue a just world, igniting a lifelong commitment to service. Repair the World Signature Program, Repair the World Communities, engages young adults in social change around education and food justice. In cities where this program runs, a cohort of fellows ages 21 to 26 make a two-year service commitment to repair the world. During this time, the fellows work closely with local nonprofits to create authentic and impactful volunteering and education opportunities, while also using peer-to-peer -peer outreach to engage thousands of other young, young adults in volunteering and learning. In response to the growing need to COVID-19, Repair the World launched Serve the Moment, a new program to mobilize tens of thousands of Jewish young adults and college students in 100,000 acts of meaningful service and learning to address the COVID-19 crisis, its economic fallout, and the current movement for racial justice. Repair the World also runs campaigns and initiatives throughout the year that mobilize young adults to engage in hands-on service and to learn about ways they can address issues such as racial injustice and the refugee crisis. They also offer mini grants, conferences, trainings, worldwide alternative breaks, and many other programs that aim to ignite lifelong commitments to service. So Reb Jesse, I'm so happy to talk with you today. So happy to talk, so happy with, you. To talk with you. So first, I, I, there's one tension I would love to just explore. Um, uh, how does Repair the World think about um, Jew, um, itself as a Jewish engagement organization versus kind of a Jewish social justice organization? This question gets asked question gets asked. And I think that the answer often implies that we should be one or the other, but as our CEO, Cindy Greenberg likes to say, the answer is yes, <laughs> we, we are both. Um, and I think that one of the things that's so great about doing this work and thinking about service through a lens of Jewish wisdom and tradition is that in the Torah, we would never separate the two. They would be fully integrated. And it is really just sort of like a consequence of Jewish programming and the way we sort of like to silo things in order to make them more clearly understood for our constituents that we would feel the need to choose one or the other. So we are a social justice organization and that we are pursuing service as a means and a pathway to build a more just world. And we are seeking to engage Jews and their communities to be involved in this service and to approach service through a lens of Jewish wisdom, Jewish ideas, and to think about the way we can particularly engage in service um, in a world that has universal need and vulnerabilities. I love that. That's so powerful how you articulated that. And, um, and to have a robust commitment to both. I mean, the service can never be fake. It needs to be in deep uh, authenticity and deep allyship. It needs, we need to be thinking about the impact. And yet, investing in Jewish people 
who will make a lifelong commitment to this work and to this identity and to these values is also super crucial. And so to be engaging in those simultaneously. And I love how you said this is like a contemporary question, like in Torah, we would never even bifurcate such things. Of course, they're so deeply integrated. So let me ask you, how do you, how do you think about the broader ecosystem of social change, right? There's so many ways to create change. And how, do, how does Repair the World think about partnership and kind of its own identity within a, within a, a broader system of collaboration? Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, there are there are plenty of modes and pathways to social change, and in the American Jewish community and and beyond, there's no shortage of organizations that say we do this. And I think that when you are setting up um, to do your work in the world, you have to think about: Do you want to be a little bit of everything to all people, um, or do you want to sort of choose a lane and and be the best? that you can in that lane. And so for Repair the World, our lane is service. And we understand that service is just one pathway to social change. But we have this incredible ecosystem within the American Jewish landscape. We have the work that you're doing and Valley Bait Midrash is a place to do learning and education and activism. We have partners like Jews United for Justice and JFRED who are doing advocacy work, right? And, and it's not that everybody is siloed, it's that we have these sort of overlapping Venn diagrams in which the idea of invitation not only invites folks to find their place within the modes of social change, but to be able to partner with the organizations that say, this is what we're really focused on. One challenge I will say is that service in the landscape of social changes is often the gateway into deeper social change efforts, right? Um, in, in, the, in the realm of meeting direct needs, we would be saying that like most of what we do is focused on downstream instead of upstream social change work. We're meeting needs right now. We're serving food to people who are hungry right now. And so sometimes there's a tension, especially with our fellows and our more ongoing participants that say like, it's not enough just to feed food to people who are hungry. We need to address the fact that there's hunger and hunger is an issue and disproportionately impacts communities of color and black people in America. So we can often be the place where people uncover that and they realize that. And some folks will say, I will continue to meet these needs. Others say, I will continue to meet these needs and also explore other pathways of social change that might deal with the systemic play, uh, approach that we're trying to ultimately shift. And others will say, service is what led me to a different pathway. And we're hoping to be all of those things and to have learning an integral part of the service experience so that folks can sort of like Jacob, when he's walking in the desert, say, oh, wait, there's something more here. And I didn't know it. And it's beyond just serving this meal, but I'm likely to realize it when I'm in the act itself, which is rich mm -hmm. in Jewish tradition, we know. Love that. So just one last question, picking up on this very last thing you said, what's the connection for you with learning in action? Like what's the added benefit of Torah? Jewish learning, Jewish values, like experiencing the divine, um, the power of the bracha or of tefillah, like how does that add to this work of service in the world for you? My attempt to give you a concise answer is in tension with my desire to just like sit and talk for hours. I mean, the answer is so much. It is that Judaism has always provided a radically alternative framework for how we approach the world, for how we think about pursuing justice, for how we think about caring for those who we identify as our own, in contrast to those who are part of our greater communities. Um, actually, a lot of the instructions that the Torah provides us are really refreshing alternatives to the opportunities that are presented to us in secular society. So for me, that has always been what's most compelling. And in my role as the rabbi on staff and the, and the head of education at Repair the World, that's what we're trying to uncover. 
ever. We're trying to um, reintegrate the role that service and practice and daily habits play in helping to change the world. We see a lot of young people who want to change the world and don't realize how much working on yourself so and changing how you um, um, make your own self-growth and self-development an integral and sustaining part of your practice to change the world. One doesn't happen without the other. And the truth of the matter is it's all in the Torah and all the derivatives of the Torah. So the, the, the challenge is, is how do you present that in an urban garden to a demographic of folks that maybe showed up for the service and, and, and didn't realize that they came for the Torah, but we want to walk away and say, wow, there's Torah for that. And I have a different idea of how I'm going to continue to make this a part of my practice and a part of my habit and by the way elevate it to be a part of my spiritual dna when i didn't necessarily come for that but we want to make sure that we're giving that in a way that folks walk away and they say well that's totally important to me who i want to be in the world and how i want to serve i love that that's so powerful thank you so much keep up all your amazing work rabbi jesse dressen of repair the world thank you so much you too